You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. What's up, Jason? What's up, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Everybody's getting in. What's up? What's up, brother? Welcome. Welcome in. Guys, episode one. Episode one. That's right. Let's see what we got. We should uh, try and keep it to like around an hour because I think Instagram keeps you cut it like cuts you off after an hour. So okay, so seven thirty. Yeah. So we'll, okay. yeah, I'll I'll keep I'll sort of keep an eye on the clock. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, last time it was like two and a half hours. So I know. All right, guys. If you got any questions, throw them down. Oops. Let's get to it. Um, so let's see. So did you see that they came out with the designs for the, uh, National Treasures cards? I did. Yeah. The Zion, the Zion's gonna be obviously crazy. I, um, I'm not a big National Treasures guy, to be honest. No, me, I mean, me, I just like the cards, but I don't really buy them. I mean, they're kind of out of my price range a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk optic. I love optic. I Optic stuff compared to Prism is undervalued. Yeah, I agree. stuff, definitely. Yeah, I think you'll – I don't – so I'm not sure. I haven't seen as many people, like, buying out all of the all of the boxes like they did with Prism. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, maybe they are and they're not posting it. But I just – I haven't seen people been doing that. But I also haven't gone to check. Like, when I went to the Target down by my – down by, like, where I live, it's weird because, like, they they had Series 1, like, the released... Oh, actually, no, I know why they did. They, so they had Series 1, but it's because uh, Panini products are usually stocked by um, a Panini employee rather than the, like, store's employees. So, like, they have to come deliver it specifically to the store. So that's why sometimes Targets don't have, like, basketball stuff and football stuff the day of release. Yeah, and that's how you can actually find out especially people at Target. I know, like, you can, like, slide them a couple bucks sometimes, and they'll let yeah. you know that person does come in. Yeah. You'll be the first to get it. That's a yeah. nice tip for you guys. I went when I, I went to the desk, like, the front desk, and I asked them, and they just had no idea what I was even talking about. I was like, yeah. I probably should have figured. <laughs> um, <let's, laughs> yeah. Best basketball prison rookie to invest in. I mean, that's kind of wide ranged. Yeah. Again, I've been high on Trey right now. Um, Trey is good. Um, so his base is number 78, I believe. Um, and I don't know what his raw goes for at this point. It's probably around like 15 bucks. Um, but I really like Trey um, in the short run and the long run. Yeah, I'd say 
price wise for him, he's probably the best price with like almost like a guarantee that he is because he's already like is he a, so is he a starter or no in the All Star game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like second year, he's already a starter. So like I saw some stat that said this was the first time that there's been three starters under the age of 21 since uh, Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan. Or not, yeah. not starters, but under 21 in the game, because you have Tatum, Luka, and Trey. And this is the first time since Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan. Yeah, I mean, what Trey's doing, and Luka at this age, crazy. Um, I mean, that, I mean, that's why people are buying their cards. Yeah, it's, I agree with that. I think they – I mean, he, he's just been – like, he, he he's basically the only player there, too, which is, like, I think big. But that's also an issue for his cards, potentially, because, like, there's just nobody else even really there. Yeah, I think if you're buying his cards, look for more to – if you're looking to sell, like, next year. Um, mm. Don't really look at it anything based off of this year just because they don't really have a team right now. They have pieces, but they don't really have a team. Right. Um, but I think the the Hawks organization isn't like a isn't a bad organization. Like you know, there's like the Knicks or just have trash management, all that stuff. The Knicks the Hawks, are absolutely the, ridiculous. The Hawks actually have you know good management, and I think they'll be able to surround Trey with some good key pieces. Um, so I'm not too worried about the wins. I think the wins will come, and we'll start to see that a lot more next season. Yeah, I mean Trey's also developed way quicker than a lot of like other yeah. players they've drafted too so like yeah. like they've got cam reddish down there they've got like herder they've got i mean vince carter obviously he's more of their veteran there yeah. but like still they've got like and and then this year they're probably going to get like a top five pick again so like they've got i, I don't really feel like it'll be like a cassius winston maybe or like the guy that was on memphis that got kicked off for some reason like he was like taking money or something and he got in trouble but like yeah. he was supposed to, he's supposed to be the number one pick. So like, uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll add somebody this year too. The Hawks might get Lamelo if you think about it. Damn or Lamelo, that's it. I mean, those are the three players that I can think of off yeah. of my head that are like top draft picks right now. Um, Astro World said the way Optic is priced right now, those National Treasure boxes will be like five k. I, mean, <sighs> I mean, National Treasure boxes are going to be absolutely ridiculous. Like though, like uh, I don't know, you you know who? Um, Card Collector 2 is, Ryan, you know who that is? Yeah. He had a TikTok, like, he, he, it was so funny because, like, right when, like, Gary Vee was starting to talk about how you can get, you can post your first video and get, like, a million views, he literally posted a video of him opening an NT box and pulled a Luca, and it had, like, 600,000 views on, like, his very first video. It was absolutely insane. That like, was an insane video, too. Just, yeah. Like, Imagine how much money you have into that box, and to like, ha like to be able to just like open it up. Oh my I know, God. I know. Sick. It's it's so crazy, especially because like you can if you're buying it direct from Panini, you can easily flip it for like double. Yeah. But like then you pull the Luca, and it's like you basically quadrupled your money there. I think I forget if he said that he. I think he said he sold it for like twenty two k, but like the box is probably three or four k. That's crazy. I mean, that's good. He made his money back in, so like a shit ton more. Yeah, for sure. Best uh, card pass oops. from birthday. Sorry, flipped around there. Uh, what, sorry, yeah, what was the question? Card, the best card to ask for my birthday. I'd say the most expensive card. Yeah. Uh, 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 Luca. I mean, uh, I mean, Luca probably would probably be a. Re I'd say that's a reasonable birthday gift if you're going to ask for a birthday gift. Would probably be like a. 
Prism Luca, but like if you want to get crazy, you can go like Giannis. Go ask him for um, a LeBron James Topps Chrome Refractor PSA ten. Yeah, or or a, like a, a Jordan PSA ten. Yeah, Jordan Flair PSA ten. Huh. Oh, so I just posted something. Apparently, so you know who Darren Ravel is. Oh uh, no. He's like a me- he's like a media guy does like betting sort of stuff like just stuff like sports media business stuff like that. So yeah. apparently these guys bought a storage unit for like a thousand dollars and it had four unopened boxes of eighty six Fleer. What the fuck? The, and the boxes the boxes themselves sell for eighty no for forty eight thousand a piece and if the obviously the PSA ten Jordan is like forty k. Oh my god, they got so lucky! Holy shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, so someone said Cassius might be in the, like, picked 40 or 50th. So maybe I'm – I guess I'm – I just know that name, so I thought that he was good for some reason. But um, – so maybe he's not as good as I thought. There's, who's the other guy that's in Australia right now? Oh, um, RJ Hampton. Yeah, is he going to – I don't know if – he was projected to be a first-round pick. I don't know if he still will be. I, yeah. I, he's doing, like, decent over there. So we'll see. I mean, I think I like – the thing that I like when players do they – when they play overseas or, like, if they do something like that where they're playing, like, other pro players. Like, sure, it's, yeah. not, the, it's not the NBA, but it's – I'd say it's – I'd say that league specifically is probably the closest the closest thing to an overseas league for the NBA, essentially. And I really think that we're going to see more players do that. Mm. Overseas. Um, I think the, call, the college system, even though they're, they're – I think in California, I don't know if other states they're going to start paying the players. Right, something um, like yeah, some some sort of thing like that. But I still think that like I don't think it'll be enough to where like they'll be able to keep them. Um, like I mean, it probably won't happen in the next like five years. But I'm thinking in the next you know like ten, fifteen years, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more people start to go overseas. Um, and unless the college system did change, I mean, significantly. Like, I, I'm I'm on the side of that. I think college players get paid like yeah, not, under the table, obviously yeah, under the table they're getting paid. But like, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. But like, I think they might be. Like, there's a chance that they might be. Like, oh, I, I just don't. I don't big, see how. I yeah. guess going to Duke is good for like for Cam Reddish, uh, R.J. Barrett, and Zion. But it's like, how are they just like all three of them? They're just like, hey, you guys should just come here and play. And they're just like, all right. Oh, they get paid a, a lot of money under the table. But, like, it's it's weird to see when, like, the media finds out or, like, gets out there that, like, they, like, blame the players and, like. Yeah. That, I mean, that's crazy, like, too. That's, like, stupid. Like, come on now. That was, like, the, the UNC scandal a couple of years ago where, like, they just were taking online classes, online classes, but it just wasn't even a class. It was just, like, a professor, like, just giving but them, like, a like, B or something. Playing, if you're playing college basketball, like, like who wants to go? Like who? Like who's got time to do that? Like they're you know, not even worth it at all. Like, yeah, not even like absolutely. It's honestly sort of ridiculous to even expect that players playing at like Duke and like all these top schools would even think about going to class. If I'm going to be completely honest, like, hundred percent, I hundred percent agree. Like I don't know, I I think there's going to be like a it'll be interesting to see the next like ten years of like what what happens to college sports in general. And, like, how much yeah. different it's going to look like. Exactly. I mean, especially just the fact that, like, 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 Bronny is, like, playing on ESPN as a 15-year-old. Like, 
what why would he there's no way he would and i guess it's different for him maybe because like He's already, I don't know what the rules are with like his dad giving him money, but like, in what what reason would he want to go to college? Like, if he's good yeah. enough, if one year not playing in a league is not worth this, worth being in trouble, I don't know, like, something like that. Well, but, now like, they're doing, like you can go to the G League. Right? Yeah, right, exactly. So maybe that will even look better than what it is where you know, like a high school kid can go in and make like a hundred k a year for the first year, and then. Get drafted. I don't know. We'll right. see. Um, so Zach, Zach had a question about uh, which color you should, you should invest in if you like the player and he has upside. Um, so I've been in the boat of you should buy like the red prism rather than the silver. But at the same time, like the silver, there's probably more of them. Um, but I don't know. What do you What do you think about that? Is he like? I mean, getting the same color as the jersey would be cool too. Yeah, that, I think that holds value. Like the um, red tray or the blue Luca. Yeah. Um, so I would go with like so yeah so ex perfect example with like the tray and the Luca. Um, I'll go for something like that, especially if it's like a PC card. That's always super nice to Definitely. have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but again, it just depends on like what you're looking for. Um, in like, are you looking to flip it? Like stuff like that. That's kind of up to you from there. Yeah, especially because, like, you're paying top dollar for stuff like that, too. Like, the reds are basically the same price as the silvers, which is one reason why I think the reds might even be, like, a better value than the silvers. Because, like, the reds, I think, are numbered to two ninety nine, And, like, then if you're getting it graded, like, if you're getting a PSA 10, you're essentially then cutting the the potential for how many of those cards are into whatever percentage I mean, it's pretty high. I'm imagining it's a pretty high percentage, but, like, still, like, um, at least from – because it's in modern, it's easier to get a grade and get a 10. But still, like, there's yeah. a number of them that won't, I guess. And it's it's crazy to see um, prices people are paying for um, silvers just because everybody knows they're overproduced, but we're still paying, you know, like, extreme amounts of money for them. Exactly. Um, so like I'm, I'm, if you're looking for like a long term thing, definitely go for like a numbered card instead yeah. of silver. I'd say because I, although I don't see silvers coming down like like tomorrow, I definitely think there's going to be like a level out eventually. I yeah I agree. I think with the especially just because like I forget I think it was the sports card investor had a podcast like a couple like over the summer I think that I showed you about he had broken down some of the silver card numbers and like they, it's clearly gone up, but like you look at like the blues and the reds and like those ones are defined and they haven't changed those like prism numbers for, I mean, I don't know if it's ever or cause I, I can't think of like, I don't know when they started doing, uh, started doing it, but like the, the silvers are still, good but i would rather go red or blue probably I, I think the reason people like silvers though is like when a when a player kind of gets hot the first thing that always tends to go up in price is going to be their silvers yeah you, you see like the biggest jump and then you'll slowly see the base start going go, going up but the first like thing we always see is like the silvers just explode i think that's why people like buying silvers but again in the long run you'll be better better off going for like a, something that's numbered yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. Yeah, uh, somebody said thoughts on Devonte Graham. I think he's a. I think it's tough because 
he's not on a great team, which kind of let basically lets him do whatever he kind of wants to do. Right. Like if he was on, you know, a better team, um, he wouldn't really be having the numbers that he has. But he's still young. He still has a lot to that he can do. Um, not a guy that currently I'm really buying up, but I can see a re- like I could see why some people are really high on him. Yeah, not I'm not I haven't bought in, or I keep saying bought I haven't bought any of his cards either really. I mean, like it almost it almost feels like a like it's weird when players are good but they're on bad teams. Like DeAndre Fox is another one that's like and even, I guess you could even put maybe Trey Young into that into that conversation too. Like good players on bad teams like how does that compare? Like how does that affect their numbers? Cuz like Luca, I would say Luca is not significantly better than Trey, but like he's better. But also he plays on a way better team. So like I wonder where I wonder what the like line is where you think a player is uh, like their team affects their prices. Yeah, well, I think with Devontae Graham, he's like he's not a guy that makes people around him that much better. Mm. Um. In that, like, I think Trey knows how to pass the ball really, really well. Yeah. Which that's why I'm okay with going in and buying his cards even on a losing team because I know that those wins will come. Um, but with Devontae Graham, him more as like a, like, uh, I don't know who to compare him to. Um, Monte Williams, kind of. Monte Williams, something like that. Right. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But I, like, it's not, I don't see him as a guy that, can possibly lead a team to the Eastern Conference Finals for multiple years or something like that. I just don't see it. One thing I do get nervous about with, like, like, and I'm going to use Graham as the example here, like, when a player's cards aren't super, um, when they're not super in demand until he kind of goes off really, like, in, in a, like, a few games or, like, the first half of the season for him, and they kind of go from, like, nothing to, like, crazy prices. Like, I think someone said that the Raws were, now I, I, they were 25, so I don't know. Sorry, I was going back. Um, I'm looking. Sorry, who said that? Uh, so Jake's back, B-ball card said Graham is that was about oh, oh, 25. Maybe he's talking about his age, I think, actually, now that I'm – Graham is 25 already. Okay, so now I don't know if he's talking about age or cards. I do know that the cards have gone up. I don't know if, if 25 is the price, but, like, it just makes me nervous when I see a player like that and his cards go – like, jump up pretty significantly from, like, almost zero to, like, even – I mean, he's, like – I'd say he's probably one of the more popular guys just from a buying perspective this season in terms of, like, volume compared to where he was. Yeah, I think with the – like, buying guys like that in the off season is always great, especially if you know the team really well. Like, like if you're projecting him to go off because, like, if I bought Devontae Graham over the summer, I was – you could have bought him dirt cheap. And I don't know people who did that, and they've sold all their stuff off already. Right, because exactly. The, the people who are kind of picking it up now and they're hot, it's tough because it's more of a gamble because you really don't know where the market's going to go from there. Definitely, yeah. And it's not like it's not like where Giannis's cards have gone from like like five hundred at the beginning of the season to like now nine hundred to a thousand. Like you know, Gian, you know, Giannis is like he's already won the MVP. He's already like established himself as a top two or three player in the league. Like. So that jump in his price, that percentage-wise at least, because like they basically doubled, and I'm not sure, 100% sure about Graham's prices, but like I've got to imagine they more than doubled. So I'm just nervous when I see that percentage go up so quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Um, let's see. So someone said Besk. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, let's see. Oops. We already answered that. I don't know if that popped up. Let's see. Age. So someone said age on Graham. So that must, he must have been talking about. So that even makes me even, even more nervous because, like. He's like 24, right? 25. Yeah, if, if that's the case, then he has, like, three to four more years of, like, prime years if, like. He, oh, I'll give you a perfect example of who reminds me of. What's that guy's name? Um, Buddy Heal. Like, Buddy Field is, like, 28 or whatever. He's a baller. Like, if, like he can compete with anybody, really, in my opinion. Like, if you really look at him as a basketball player. But is is somebody really buying Buddy Heald to, like, like thinking he's going to be, like, a three-time all-star? Like, or, I don't know, whatever. Like, a champ, the guy that can lead the team right. to a championship? Probably not. Um, so, I think that's kind of the boat that Devontae Graham falls in. Yeah. You know, I heard an interesting comparison. So, I was listening to... Uh, part of my take, which is like a barstool podcast over like after the trade deadline. And they were talking about the Andrew Wiggins trade and they compared Andrew Wiggins to uh, Jeff Green. They were saying like, he seems like the type of player where it's like you keep, because Andrew Wiggins is only 24 too, or 25, but still it's like you look at him and you see he was like the number, he was he the number one pick or was he the yeah, number, was number one pick? Yeah, yeah. So like you look at that and you say, well, he's the number one pick. So like, he will, and he's only 25, like, I would say that's, and I don't know the price of his cards, but it feels like he hasn't really done enough to warrant his cards being, like, crazy. Like, I think Cat probably has pretty expensive cards, I would say. Like, they've got to be in the, the 100, if I had to guess. But, yeah. like, I mean, I'd say Andrew Wiggins is probably in the 40 to 50, which, yeah. like, if I'm spending 40 to $50, I'd rather buy Andrew Wiggins than a player like Graham, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, somebody asked about baseball, so I mean, I can touch on that a little bit. So, so I do, I do, and I guess I don't, I don't, I follow baseball. I don't really invest as much, but I do like like buying baseball. Um, and a guy, I mean, I don't, I think it's pretty obvious who I've, I've been talking about this guy a lot this off seasons, like since for the last month or two, is uh, Luis Robert, who is the number three prospect on the MLB pipeline. And then I think he was number four or five on baseball America, but he's just like, he's just, he seems like he's just like a monster. Like he's just built, like he's huge. And I think that white Sox roster is going to be good. So that's one guy that I like uh, from a baseball perspective. Yeah. Someone said cat base are 90 to a hundred. So that makes sense. Yeah. That's about right. And that's like a, like a cat. Like I wouldn't buy now. I would buy it over the summer. Definitely. Because, they they would actually have like going into that year a good amount of hype around him. Yeah, I mean I would have said probably last year if there was one player that I thought was going to get traded was going to be him. But now that they brought in, it'll, it'll it's going to depend on what happens with D'Angelo Russell because he's a uh, free agent at the end of the year, right? Because I think that's what the that's what they were saying. I think. No, I think he signed a. a Three-year deal or four-year okay, deal. Okay, so then I would say now I don't think he's going to get traded. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, like, a good combination. Like, it's weird that the that, that team hasn't um, – that the Timberwolves really haven't, like, panned out ever. Like, Yeah, man, it's – I don't – I think they have good pieces now. So they, now they have to put, like, some good 3 and D guys around yeah. them. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, I, honestly, from here, I really think that their their best shot at being contenders, like, is going to be these next three years with D'Lo and Cat together. Definitely, and they got they've got probably got to bring somebody else in, especially in the West, because of how like top heavy the West is. But look, if it they feels get, like they if they can get Devin Booker with them, bro. That'd be I mean, that's that's just that that would be absolutely insane if they got Devin Booker or like uh, if they got. Um, if, if they got uh, Jabari Parker, they would have the first three picks from that Carl uh, Anthony Towns draft. But didn't Jabari Parker get traded to the Warriors? He got traded to, like, like Sacramento, I think. He was on Atlanta, and he got traded yeah. to, like, Sacramento. Crash Cards, what's up, brother? He said optic-numbered cards are a great value right now. That's facts, especially – like with even with soccer, like I think they're they're a good buy right now. Yeah, I, think I agree with that. Just seems like too cheap. Yeah, it almost see, and this is um the way I feel about soccer was the way that I felt about uh like Kobe cards over the summer. Yeah. I was just like it when I get to a point when I'm looking at something and it just makes no sense. That's when I feel like I know it's almost like too good of a like you. It's like a buy. Like that's yeah. how I feel about soccer. It's just like it makes too much sense for it not to, like, go up, like, pretty significantly. Facts. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, I think we've been talking about soccer a lot just because everybody's kind of starting to mm. see yeah. for the last couple of weeks. Like, But I'm glad that people are, like, actually getting into it now. Yeah, and I think especially with, uh, like, I mean, if Mbappe goes somewhere else in this offseason, that'd be insane because he could go – like realistically, the and, and this is me being a little bit ignorant in in soccer, but like the only good team in in the French league is PSG. So like at least at least that I can that I know of. And so like if he goes to like Real Madrid or like some, so I think someone in the Discord was talking about him going to Liverpool because LeBron is LeBron is a part owner in Liverpool. Um, and he's like has ties to Nike and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that would be – that would be insane. Yeah, I mean, I think with him and Neymar, it's kind of cool, though. So – but I don't know if there's, like, friction there. That's why – so, yeah, so when over the summer, when I was buying Neymar cards, I was, like, looking into it, and he was – so I guess he was trying to get, like, out of um, PSG, and I was listening to a podcast, and, uh, like, the thing was that people were saying that, like, that's what PSG does, essentially, is they – like get players and then they just never let them leave because like it, it it works different in soccer where like you sign a contract but midway through the contract a player it, instead of trading player for player they do player for money basically but there yeah. there could be players but like you can like so the way that it would work is like Mbappe's contract I think is ending but like Neymar's contract doesn't end so they would sell him to like wherever I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Honestly, I hope they stay together just because I, I think that's kind of a cool, like, little thing. Like, I think Neymar's another top guy in soccer. Them playing the yeah, other me too. Cool. Neymar's only 28, too, which is, like, because – and if you look at, like, Messi and Ronaldo, I think they're, like, in their mid to late 30s, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that Neymar has, like, four to five more, like, good years of soccer in him, like – Granted, I think he, he likes to party, so, like, that could affect his game a little bit. But 
I like, I mean, that's like what, like almost like, I don't know, 40, like around there? Yeah. Who? Messi? Messi is, I think they're like late 30s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And they're Cause, still balling. Because like the one player that, so when I was looking, Rolandinho, remember I was telling you I was buying some of his cards over the summer? Yeah. Um, I like looked into, because I remember following him as a kid and like using him in FIFA, but I was like, what? whatever happened? Like, I don't know. I, I guess I stopped following in the period where his career kind of petered off. And it basically was just that he went to Barcelona and he just like partied all the time. And that was, uh, somebody, so somebody said Messi's 32. Um, well, so I mean, younger than I thought. I mean, I don't know what the age is like for like retirement in soccer. I'd assume it's probably like around that like 36 age, like just like with like basketball or right around there. That's like considered probably. super old. Um, yeah. But if Neymar's only 28, I mean, he's still got, like, a, a lot of good years left. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so we did have two questions about TikTok in here. Um, so Jake asked about TikTok growth and any tips. And then someone else asked about – or someone else was just saying that, like, uh, TikTok is, like, ran, it's like random basically showing the lottery aspects of the cards is good. Oh, so someone was saying – what's good so what's a good way for in tiktok essentially like tips like i mean i think i've talked about it in the past but like my most popular videos are basically just talking about like expensive cards like the most popular video i have is that uh the 52 mantle one that the card that was worth like 2.8 million dollars that's the one that has like almost i think it has over 250,000 views now um I mean, what do you what, so? What do you think? What what have you had some success on that platform with? Um, I mean, are they talking about specifically like posting related to sports cards or just in general? Uh, I mean, or well, both. So, so both. I think Jake's Jake's does kind of stuff that's similar to us. Okay, um, like cause I, I follow him on TikTok, so like sports card stuff, pr pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I would just say stick to like. I've said this so many times, but stick to, like, what you know. So, if, like, you really know baseball, then stick to that and, like, post, like, a bunch about that. Um, like, if you know really really know basketball, go after that. Um, but some key tips, um, definitely use um, songs that are, like, trending. Yeah. Uh, that will that will help you to get – I mean, that, that gives you the best chance to, like, go onto the For You page. Um, and then as well, like, try to make it so where, like, if you're looking at it from like a person who's seeing it, like what are they going to get out of it? Like that's kind of helped me sometimes. Cause like, yeah, some I agree with that. I'll be like, Oh, I didn't even like, that didn't really even help anybody. But like, if you kind of think about it a little bit, you'll start to get, you'll get in a rhythm. The, honestly, the more you post, the better you'll get. Like, I told, yeah, I totally agree with that. That's like, what I noticed too. Uh, but in general, like if you're just looking at it, like, Oh, I want to start posting on TikTok. Just figure out what you like and start posting about that. Because if you don't like it, you're just you're not going to post as much as you would if you if you enjoyed the content that you know you're trying to produce. Um, yeah. And honestly, just like go through TikTok, like just look at it for a couple minutes, like and see what's like kind of popping off in it, and maybe like do something around that. Yeah, and and don't worry if you're wrong because the comments will let you know you're wrong within seconds of posting the video, basically, because that's. Anytime that I'm, I post, even, even like, it's weird because sometimes like random videos will still be like viral, 
like uh like after the super bowl i posted a patrick mahomes video uh saying that his cards were in like they were between like 1600 and 1800 uh and then someone commented on it today it was like these are not the price of the cards and i'm like i know it's because i posted the video like two and a half weeks ago that's when they were two and a half weeks ago and now and now they're not but it's like it's like random stuff because especially what will end up happening is you'll get like one or for me it was like it took a ton of videos for one to even pop, but then once one does, people will then start watching your other videos and then kind of you'll start seeing like a trickle down almost where like other videos will become, will do start doing better in the long term. I guess that's sort of what I've noticed. Yeah. Again, you just see like one video and once that one video goes off, it makes it a lot easier for the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Somebody asked Dilo cat buying next summer. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I think that's a good buy. Um, what QBs you buy? I don't invest in football um, or buy football. I just think it's a little too risky um, because I think it's like kind of a high risk, high reward thing. Where like if a yeah. player is good for like the first week, then their cards go insane. But then if they have a shitty week, the next literally like their prices just like go to like zero. Like it's just yeah. crazy. I mean, the other thing is it's mostly quarterbacks is what I yeah. noticed with football. And like you look at a player like. Like, going into last season, it was, like, Baker and Sam Darnold were the two rookies from 2018 that everyone was collecting. And Cherries, what's up? Cherry is from Australia. They have a shop down there. Oh, they cool. They just joined. Um, but it was, like, Baker and – yeah, Baker and Sam Darnold. And, like, Baker was, like, 130 going into the season, and Sam was, like, around 80, 90. And, like, Baker is now down to, like, 50. And then, like, I haven't checked Sam Darnold's prices, but, like, it's just crazy how, like – and yeah. then, but then you look at like um, like Lamar Jackson. He was forty going into the season. And now he's up to four hundred. So it's like it's just insane the I, price I, change that like, can happen. If you really really know football, then yeah. But like if you're like somebody like me who's just like like they they watch it sometimes, but they're not yeah. like to it. Then I I mean maybe buy one card if you just want to like try it out, but don't go like ham. I'd say. Yeah, I mean realistically, if you're bu like buy if you're buying football. You should, yeah. Someone said Darnold's forty to fifty, so like he's he's even dropped. That's what I thought it was. So like, realistically, if you're buying like Aaron Rodgers or you're buying like Brady or Drew Brees, like those are the three guys I would say. Even I think Russell Wilson's also kind of getting into that kind of top three conversation of quarterbacks. Like, not in the league right now, but like overall in their careers, like with quarterbacks in the league right now, like he's probably in that uh, in that range. Someone did ask about buying Baker and Darnold. So I actually think that Baker is a sneaky investment you can make this offseason if you really want to gamble a little bit with a football card. Because if they're 50, we already know that they sold for 130. So, like, it's not unrealistic to think that they could possibly get to 130 again. Yeah, I mean, if they've gone down that much. Um, again, I, I, I saw a couple interviews with Baker, and it seems like he's kind of, like, maturing a little bit in a way. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's good to, to see. But again, I, again, I don't know football that well. Um, so I'm, I can't really give you a, a an opinion on that. that yeah. I can uh, yeah, Jake said, invest in who you want and what you know is important. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I've definitely been stuck with some some cards that I bought like just because I thought that there was going to be like a money type of thing and they ended up just not being good investments at all. Like 
I bought this like random uh, pitcher for like the Brewers, and like now I just have like three autographs of his, and it's like it was just a waste of money because I thought I was like, oh, his cards. I looked at the cards. I was like, they could sell for this, and it was all about the money at the time. And now I'm now I just have three of his autographed Bowman cards. <laughs> you know what's been a sneaky buy is those Shaq cards from the summer. Mm. They're they're they've slowly started to come up. Like, like I haven't really looked into him as much, so but his tops, um, just his regular tops, the one like the white one, not the clear one. Mm-hmm. I got an offer like a couple of days ago for like seventy five bucks for that card. And not I bad. Think around twenty five. Yeah. So I think I'm just gonna. I think those. And the Fleer ones, too, I think those, like, in the long run, are going to be, like, some special in a way. Like, I'm not going to sell those for a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think vintage. I've been buying vintage recently um, just because I kind of like it. It's not It's not going to, you know, there's not going to be any more that's going to be produced. And with the way basketball's going at this point, like, I think there's going to be a lot of money in vintage. Yeah. I was talking to 90s b-ball cards. Do you know who that is? Yeah. I, cause I've talked to him a bunch of times. Like when I was doing the investing during the summer in the like Kobe's and the uh, KG's and the Duncan's and the uh, Shaq's, I was asking him a lot of questions. And the other day I asked him, I was like, do you think uh, 90s cards are going to make a comeback similar to like what vintage is right now? And he was saying that they, he thinks that there could be some sort of comeback, but not in the same way that like vintage is because of how many cards there are where, like, vintage, it's a little bit harder to, like, find good conditions. But, like, if you're buying – but only be buying these graded cards. Because, like, if you're not buying graded, like, it's they're not even really worth it that, that much at least. I honestly think 90s cards are the sickest cards. They're the dopest-looking cards. And with all the players in basketball, like, all the great players we've seen in the 90s, I think there's going to be, like – I think that market in general is just going to explode, to be honest. The, like the like the Kobe, Shaq, KG, Tim Duncan kind of era. Yeah, I really think so. Because that's see, that's what I was thinking, and so I um, I want to have I want to interview him, and I have a bunch of questions that I got to ask him about these nineties, the nineties market, because like that's his like thing. So like he knows, I feel like he he must know like as much as anybody about these nineties cards, like because he was saying that also that uh, insert cards are more more desirable because of the way that people collected back then was inserts over rookies but like i i mean from my perspective as a person who likes rookies mike what's up we got mike in this mike in the chat what's up uh, uh i like rookies so like that's where i'm in that's where i'm buying but like maybe that's not the case for everybody i don't know uh, honestly i think that some get like i think that some people are stuck in the way that like they're thinking with like the amount of people that are in the hobby right now. Mm. I'm looking at it like when new people come in the hobby, what do they want to buy? And I that's what I, I would, that's kind of the same. That's what I was thinking. These are going to be crazy. I'm telling like, like I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying like, you, I think he needs to look at it from the perspective of new people coming in, what they want to buy. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, that, think, I think the investments are not really investments, but the buying being made by people in the hobby are probably those insert cards but i think you're right about the the people who are maybe coming in and buying cards from them that aren't that have no idea because this is what i was thinking with like which card like which shack card and which kobe card to buy i was thinking the tops card would be the way to go because like 
Tops is a brand that like is synonymous with sports cards. So like someone coming in is like, all right, well, what's the Tops card? I feel like that's mostly like I if I were, and I'm thinking of this maybe from a perspective of I know, I'm not I'm not coming from zero, but like if I was coming from zero, I would think that Tops would be it. At least that's what maybe my perspective. Um, Mike asks, is there a recent come up with Optic and Donruss? Well, I think we saw it with like the Luca and Trey and LeBron, like Optic stuff, especially the Hollow stuff recently. Yeah, the Hollow stuff because um, it's a lower print run than Prism Silvers. Yeah, so Prism Silvers we just we touched we touched on it earlier. They're definitely overproduced. Um, so in the long run, I don't think that's going to be like a. a I think it's Prism Silvers more of like a flip than a than a long term buy. But I think optic hollow stuff in general are just not overproduced, and yeah, I think they're just better buys overall. Um, yeah, I mean it's not something where the you, you never know. Maybe the demand will never come, but I have a I have a feeling that optic hollow stuff is definitely going to have a nice bit of a climb, um, just like how we saw um, with the Luca and the Trays and LeBron hollow stuff. Yeah, I'll be interested to see like where because I know the hobby boxes. Because from what I've seen on Twitter, people are saying the hobby boxes are more expensive than they were last year. And people are able to flip them. Like, people are buying them and flipping them rather than opening them. So I don't know, like, I don't know what that's going to do short-term and long-term for, like, prices of Optic compared to last year, too. Yeah. Um, well, somebody said, we don't know how much Optic they made this year. True. Um, but... I just don't think it's as much as Prism stuff, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I have money on that. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's, what, Mike is right. So they, they sold out within, like, four minutes or something, I think that's what I saw, like, when they were selling on the Panini website. Yeah, they sold out fucking fast, but, like, just go to your Target and see if you can get some. Yeah, that's what I, that's where I would be. Even though it's retail, and, like, retail usually isn't as good as hobby, it's still like I don't know. It's still fun to open. If you're I looking guess. at it from like a flip perspective, like just hold it. Like yeah. buy, still hold it, and then like whenever you want to sell it, sell it. Um, oh, four seconds. It sold out, not four minutes. Shit. So probably, that's crazy. Who got it? Probably had bots. So. Yeah, definitely bots. Hey, look what I got though. That's oh, oh my god, the infamous sign. It's hilarious. Okay. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put one of one right here, dude. Yes. Sell it on eBay. Yes, dude. And like sign it or something. Like one on one on one side and then sign on the other. Dude, that was so, I was I saw that I was like that is hilarious. <laughs> Behind the Kobe thing too. I was like this is the perfect spot for it. Did you see? Um, someone commented was like, oh, it, it was inspired by Gary V. Yeah, I saw and that. It's like, uh, it's like, yes, but it's also there's a guy on Instagram with like six million followers that does this as well. <laughs> I know. I, I tagged him too. I was like, maybe he'll see this, but we'll see. I think I bet you I could see him repost because he reposts your stuff all the time. Yeah. I bet you he'll repost. I could see him reposting that like later today or like because that's what this is. This is the time. Maybe he's even done it because I feel like this is the time usually when he's doing it. Um, it was cool though, Buster. Um. He owns Hoops Nation. He yeah, he's so cool. That was really cool. Um, and then some other like people just like damn me. It was really cool. But yeah, like 
I literally came up with the idea like last night when I was like about to fall asleep. I was like, wait, what if I just did this? And then like my uh, boy Kyle um, cruised with me and like, he was like, I'm not getting out of the car though. <laughs> All right. So we like took the picture in like the car. And then That's cruised. hilarious. I, I bet you, so someone said, I bet you uh, if you posted that and then you tagged Panini on your story, I bet you they'd repost it too. They repost yeah. stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, so something that I thought of earlier that I forgot to bring up that I, I don't, I forget if I've asked you this in the past, but so what do you think about like, uh, like flipping Lucas and trays based off of like volume of how many sell on eBay and like yeah. the range of how much they sell? It feels like if you can, if you can be patient and discipline and buy them when they're low and then sell them at when they're high. Like, it feels like that's gotta be an opportunity to flip. Dude, if, if you have just like a, a decent amount of money, you can go to shows and buy bulks. Like you can't just buy one because they'll probably charge you. you right. know, but if you're like, yo, I'll buy, you know, like 15 Lucas from you and 15 Trey bases from you, they'll give you a deal. I've yeah. done it. I did. I've done it. Like, it, it's just what happens and you can take that same thing go put it on your story say yo like luca base psa 10 like 220 each you, you could probably get it if you bought 10 for like 190 like and you can just sell them off piece by piece every month doing that and make a couple hundred bucks every time you do that like you know what I mean? like it's yeah. just, it's it's e like i'm not saying it's easy but like it's very doable it's doable yeah and i think that's i feel like the thing like, is, I really I went think... to a card shop. I went to a card shop, right? Let me tell you this. I went to a card shop. I'm looking through this card shop. Does not give deals. Let me tell you this. It's not like the old, the cool card shops where you can come in. You can say, "Yo, I'll buy all like five things from you. Give me like a little bit of yeah. this." Or like, if I pay cash, do I have to pay tax? Like, it's not that kind of card shop. But what I noticed is what they do is when they tag their prices, they don't go back and change it if like. The, the price fluctuates if it goes up or mm. if it goes down. It just keeps the same. So I literally went, in, I went there for like 30 minutes, looked at every single card, and I literally was just like looking them up on eBay. It was like vintage. And I was like, mm. oh, this one's going for – this one he's like selling for 75 and I just saw like a uh, – it was selling for like 250 Yeah. I bought it right there, put it on eBay, and I sold it for 250 like Oh, wow. All day, every day. You just have to look yeah. for it. I mean, I think that's re – realistically, I think – the flip the flipping has to be done in a way where the internet isn't involved if that makes sense because like the internet is like where because the internet the sellers aren't like they know what they're selling like i feel like with and it's not that card shops don't know what they're selling but like sometimes they like they're not gonna they're not going through all the cards they have every single day and changing the pricing of them so like like you said like they may have a card for 75 that sells for 250 because they don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that's what I'm excited for the national. I mean, just cause yeah, there's going to be like cards that I'm going to go after that are like high end, but I also just want to go singles and I can, like if you just do the work on the singles, like you can pick up some nice stuff for cheap. You got to go early though. That's what I've heard is the single, like the, the like dime boxes and like the dollar boxes apparent when I was there on Saturday and Sunday, when I was looking, there was like nothing basically like, uh, like for, and from what I, when I talked to people, they were like, you should have been here on like Wednesday when they first opened, it was crazy. Like they were crazy deals. Like, and that's basically just what ends up happening is cause like the dealers try and get all their selling done early. So that way they can either just chill or they like just go and buy. 
Yeah. Or yeah, or they're going to buy, right, exactly. But yeah, like I think buying in bulk is really smart. Um and again, you can make money off of it that way. Like you can go to StockX right now and there's buy it now prices where you could literally just sell a card like that. So if you go in knowing what you're looking for, you know, oh well somebody wants to pay like two fifty for a Luca based PSA ten and you go there and the guy's selling, you know, like I don't know, like five for one ninety. Like, there you go. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And I think that's what's different, like, with StockX specifically, like, because with the shoes, it's not exactly the same because, like, with shoes, there's, like, the, there's the different sizes. Like, yeah. so, like, I would say, like, a 9.5 or a 10 would probably be more popular than, like, an 8.5 or, like, a 12 or something like that. I'm just making up numbers, but, like, it's going to be you're going to find that the nine and a half and tens probably are selling higher where like but with the sports cards it's one size fits all it's all the same i guess sort of that you're not you're supposed to not price somebody said you're not supposed to price cards because of fluctuation um i mean but dealers actually do that all the time i mean if you're it's tough because like it, you know, you don't know when they're going to fluctuate. Like, sure, in theory, if a player has a good game, that should drive the price up, but that doesn't always happen. Or, like, if a player – like, for, for Anthony Davis, like, his cards jumped when he got traded to – and the, I'm using two different sports as an example, but I'm just using – because Mookie Betts then got traded also. And, like, his cards didn't significantly go up. Like, they went up from, like, 90 to, like, 100. But, like, still, it's – you don't know – in theory, there are reasons where cards should go up, but they don't. And then there are card times where cards do go up when they shouldn't, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, again, like, dealers need to make money, and, and especially people who have their own, like, stores and stuff, like, it's tough. So, like, I don't know. I get that people yeah. need to make Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the if... Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it's it's tough that way. Like last year at the national, it was it was basically just Luca, Trey, uh, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold, and those were like the four players everybody was looking for. Like when I was walking around, every like all the people who were walking up and buying were uh, they were that's who, that's everybody that's all they were buying basically. Yeah. So like, usually that usually that'll happen where like. Uh, there's a couple players like I would imagine this this year it'll be like Zion, Ja, and then like maybe maybe Kyler Murray. And Zion, Zion and Ja, like people are buying them up right now, but like over the summer, like that's going to be the time to buy. Like, yeah, it's not now. Like, and you you're starting to see the prices go down right now for all. Right. These. I mean, even with that thirty point game last night, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's like his first thirty point game. He joins like there's only six other. Uh, there's only like six other players with of his age that have scored over 30 points or something. Yeah, I mean, like, it's because like um, all the stuff from PSA is coming back. So like, even if like they have like gnarly games, there's just so much more supply coming onto the market. Right. It's just. It, I mean, I think people like people new coming to the hobby don't really understand yet where like the times of the year which are good buys for cards. Um, because they're just getting in and they just want to buy. Um, so they don't really understand that part yet. Yeah. 
I, um, I mean, there's usually like a 20 to 30% drop in the off season most of the time. Like, and that's where real, if you're buying baseball, like you could have been buying like another baseball player I like is Cody Bellinger. And I mean, I don't know. So are you like an Angels or Dodgers fan? Like, or either or like not even really either. Yeah, I'm an, I go, I'm an Angels fan. Like, yeah, I, so like, I actually know baseball. It's just like, I don't get like yeah, the mark right. a bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, and it's honestly so confusing, too, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, but, like, Bellinger, you could have been buying Bellinger PSA 10s for, like, 50 bucks. And, like, during the season, I bet you those will be 150 200 bucks. And I, and I don't know if they've gone up, but, like, I bought, like, a couple. I think I bought one raw for, like, 5 bucks, which is crazy if you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, baseball. I wish that like, – I think we talked about this last time, how, like, I wish baseball, like, the sport and like the MLB like I don't know produced it better and yeah like, kind of kind of got in tune with like the day and age of like what what were what content and stuff is today instead of just like hiding everything basically yeah exactly did you hear um Trevor Bauer he has like a he's like a company he's like a media company and he basically just shit on the NFL today it was or in the, the MLB today it was so funny he came out with like a YouTube video where like, uh, I, I, I'll send you the link after this, but like he was, he was basically saying everything that I was, that I've been saying, but like, I've, I've heard him say this in the past about like BAM and like all the stuff with the MLB and their, like their media stuff. And I was it's like, so it just it's makes like, so much sense. Why, like they hold the content to every game. Like you can't like produce it again or something like that. Like they take every they, Yeah. They're so BAM is a, is a, um, it's like a media company that their job is to like copy strike people essentially. So yeah, like they, they take down like accounts and like content that is like highlights of their show of their game, basically. That's so stupid. And like the craziest <laughs> thing is uh, the NHL just signed the same media company to do the same thing for the NHL stuff. And it's like, what are the, like the NHL is doing worse than the MLB. Like, what that are is, they thinking? Like, it's crazy. That's so stupid. Like, I don't even know how to, I don't know. It, yeah, it makes no sense. I, yeah, I mean, it's, they, they want people to, they want people to watch the content on their terms, essentially. Like, they don't want, they want people to enjoy it because they put the content out. Like, it's like a micro standpoint. Like, exactly. Not, I don't know. Like, and I think baseball like, has, still has so much potential. Like, literally, because like anybody can play baseball. You don't exactly. Have to get, you don't have to be like super athletic. I mean, you can't be like, you know, like crazy, just like no, like agility or anything like that. But like, for the most majority of people, anybody can play. Right. Um, and it's like, if you know the game, it, it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Because um, there's a lot of things like within that game that's like a game. So it's like right, exactly. Yeah, things. I mean, that's ex right, exactly. I totally agree. It was so like, funny. Uh, ba Bowers uh, was quote. He, he was like, uh, he was complaining about the, the social media stuff. And he was just like, you watch the NBA and Steph Curry makes a bounce pass across the court. And five minutes later, it's trending on Twitter and has like 5 million views on it. And I'm yeah. like, that is the, it's, it's honestly, you have to listen to this. Cause it's like the, it's the quote of the year. It's, it's I, so cool. I, I mean, dude, I'm telling you like baseball, I don't know. They, they need to, they need to hire us to do their digital marketing. bro. Dude, kill it. dude for sure. We'll put we'll, up we'll, I mean, we'll do, I'll do it. I'll do it too.
will hold up signs make baseball cool again <laughs> yeah yeah something hilarious <laughs> and like even with like like watching a pitcher go like you know like nine innings like no hitter like that shit like if it was like content production just per, like putting out content with that like imagine how viral that stuff would go yeah like, like watching i don't know like I don't know, like watching like a pitcher's like curveball in like slow motion, like I don't know, and see like how how many inches it, like moves. Even like stuff like that is like cool to watch. Yeah, like the like the ML, like how what the NFL does sometimes, where they have like the advanced stats in the game type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. like it, if they did something like that. I think that would be a good idea. Like there's, like, like honestly, I think so. Some of the stuff that I think is good that MLB has done, and I don't know what they have. I don't know how much say they have um, in, like, tops, but, like, the the pictures that they used for this year's Series 1 are, like, absolutely incredible. And they for sure went in, like, a different direction where they were trying to make the cards, like... And I think I... I forget where I said this. I was saying that the they're trying to make the cards, like, memeable, basically. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make the cards bigger than the cards. So, like, they're trying to make it a story, basically, which is, I think, I mean, that's that's what they got to do, realistically. Like, that's that's one way to get more people to know. So, uh, Mike said, I'd be interested in both of you talking about soccer cards. Can you elaborate on them? Um, so, here, so here, here's what we should do. So, let's end this live right now, and then we'll just restart it, because this one's going to end. It's going to kick us off in, like, four minutes, and I figure – we can just end this and then we'll just start another one and we'll just start with soccer at the top of the next one. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good.